Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resales and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are just sitting down and having a good old fashioned girl talk session, aka our favorite type of podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to discuss reselling, sales, what we've been up to, life outside of reselling, and so much more. (laughs) Here we go. everyone in podcast land hi everybody <laughs> how are you Lori? i'm great um I'm, i think it's fun that daniella and i have now um we've kind of just implemented the video chat between one another <laughs> even though we're just podcasts we never used to look at each other when we talked and no, now we do. we do in all of our sunday night glory yes yeah, so in all of our glory on our beds <laughs> mm-hmm. although i have totally. no animals i have no animals with me tonight I have the looster. She's sleeping sound. Stir. I'm sure the cats will make an appearance. Oh, I'm sure one of them. Well, one's in the closet sleeping. That's her spot now. She sleeps in the closet, like in the back of the closet in the corner. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) She's such a good girl. Uh, Yeah. So Lori, you were on Coffee Talk last week. So, you know, I know Jack and Ryan are so fun. I know I love them. They're so much fun. And that that was a really great episode. And I think people took a lot away from that too. Learning about the real, real and all these different things. So um, I think Jack wants to come back on and do like a full episode about the real, real, which I think would be helpful for people to learn about consignment and just those different brands that not everyone knows about. Yeah. And I just think that um, the community has just been buzzing so much about ThreadUp. I would love a break from it. Yeah. And it would be nice to just talk about an alternative, right? Because the real, real has, I think, remained a little bit more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a little bit more narrow focused than yeah. thread up, which makes them a more specific platform, but Ryan's an expert. So I would, I would love to hear more from him. Yeah. They're, they're both great. So they'll be on again. When I say Ryan, I meant Jack. I meant Jack. It's okay. I understand. I meant Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's an expert too, through yeah. Jack. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're, and they're both fun to have on. So they'll definitely be on again because just because that's yeah. the only thing. Uh, so we both have a lot going on right now. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I feel like a lot's going on yet. I'm a little not bit. Not a lot's going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. Okay. Uh, so I think the first thing that's super crazy is that it's going to be November. Yeah, I think that is starting to set in with everybody. And I think when we talk in terms of the pandemic and, you know, April 12th being my kids, uh, March 12th being like the last day of school for my kids. And like, we've passed the six month mark and Mm -hmm. Jay's not going back to the office until at least January, probably April, maybe summer. Like it's going to say um, summer of 2021. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just like, it's just, I'm feeling a little loopy with it all these days, but yeah, like the holidays are coming fast. I don't know what the holidays are going to look like for me anyway. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. I really don't. I know we just went to Jay's cousin's house last night. And um, this is a cousin who always hosts Christmas Eve. And it's always just like a really big fun gathering. And um, he just had like high school friends last night. So it wasn't family for the most part. But um, as we were leaving, they just said, yeah, I don't think it's happening just because, you know, we have parents who are high risk and um, yeah, my brother's not going to be home for Thanksgiving. 
So that's going to look different. Yeah. So it's all going to be upside down. So we're, we're trying to look at doing as much as possible outside, like what experiences can we do outside that can kind of be unique and fun and special. Um, I mean, you could always do the whole tent thing, right? Like that's what some restaurants are doing. They have tents out with like the heating components to it. And so you can still eat outside. That's what they're doing here. Yeah, a lot of restaurants do have those heating things, but I mean, I don't, I don't know that we would be that extreme and rent them. Yeah. You know, like my mom and dad were talking about maybe coming here and just like we'd eat in the dining room and they'd eat in the kitchen, which just sucks. It's so like, awful when you think. But about it's it. like whatever makes her happy, whatever makes my mom happy, I'll do just because. Right. I feel like they're the elderly people are the ones who are the most isolated, and in my case, I know that my mom is super fearful. Yeah. Um, with my dad's history with lung cancer and whatnot. So yeah, so we're just going to try to make the best of it and just kind of chalk it up to this is just probably not going to be the best year. Yeah. Are the kids coming home? Oh yeah. We are are really, we are gearing up for the fab five being home. (laughs) Five, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they, they come home for Thanksgiving and then they do not go back until the end of January. Oh, and there okay. will not be a spring break at Penn State as well. And I think a lot of schools are eliminating Penn State. Speak of the devil. Angie's sending me a TikTok. I don't know what it Hi, is. Hi, Angie. Um, um, but they, so are you hearing that loud? Yeah, beep? it's okay. So sorry. Um, okay. So it is, so they'll be home for Thanksgiving and then they don't go back until like January 30th. And there are going to be five of us under one roof, all like working, you know, I mean, the kids come home and they take finals. So we're just wondering what that's going to look like with five of us and Wi-Fi and, you know, dogs barking and conference calls. It's going to be complete flipping anarchy, but I'm excited to see them. And I'm so happy that they've made it this far. Penn State had their first football game yesterday. They were all geared up. They lost by one point in overtime. Oh, you mean unlike our Patriots who lost by, you know, 28 points tonight? Yeah. Not going to yeah. talk about that. We're not going to talk about them. No. Um, <laughs> plus, I'm sure a lot of our, if you're not from Patriots Nation. Yeah, they don't care. They're thrilled that we lost. No, they're probably happy we lost. Yeah. So, so anyways, yeah, it will be different. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, so I think. I think Thanksgiving will end up splitting and doing a little bit of time at each place, but um, obviously being very cautious with my grandmother. So uh, can't really intermingle too much with too many people. So I'll probably sit off to the side somewhere away from everyone. You know, my nieces will want to come up to me. My nieces are distance learning. So, I mean, they're not really interacting with anyone, but even still, I don't know, you know, like I don't want to be yeah. too close to them because I then, because I do help take care of my grandmother. So I have to be really careful about that. Um, there's a lot of that, like just, just everything that I do, I have to just second guess and double Keep that down. in the back of your mind. Yeah. Like there are times that I just want to interact with people and, and mingle and I can't, you know, I, I have to be really careful. So I think Thanksgiving it depends on everything goes here right now. So I don't know about masks, but in Rhode Island, we're surging pretty bad right now. We're at like 500 cases a day again. Oh, Jesus. So. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like a, Yeah. I haven't, I'll catch up tomorrow morning with um, George <laughs> Stephanopoulos <laughs> from like 7am to 7.30. That's my time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like it really depends. I know we still, we have areas that are yeah, better getting us. worse, but, but yeah. But here's the thing too, is Massachusetts is so much larger than us. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, and I also so- think that our governor has been pretty conservative with stuff and it, yeah. he is not afraid to shut things down if he needs to. And I think that really helped our state. Yes, it did. Um, so I kind of trust that if Governor Baker hasn't shut things down, then we might be okay right now yeah. because I feel like it would be a little bit of a buzz. Yeah. Or I'm just ignorant. I think, well, no, I think that um, I think it's all relative to size too. So for a smaller state to have a 3.2 positivity rate almost every single day is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that is you know? so, relative to the size of your state. Right. For- that's exactly it. So, I mean, it all depends. It depends what the next three weeks really holds. If it gets really bad in the next three weeks, we may not be doing anything for Thanksgiving. And then Christmas will be up in the air until we see what, you know, what the numbers look like. Um, so I don't know. We might be doing FaceTime holiday again, like we did for Easter. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it's funny because I've, I can't remember. I think the last time I cooked a turkey, I was 23 and <laughs> living in San Francisco. And we drove to Los Angeles because one of the girls I went to college with lived in LA mm-hmm. and we we made a turkey there. And then another year when we were living in San Francisco, we were um, at like near Pebble Beach, near where another one of my friends lived. And that's when I cooked turkeys. And since we've been home, it's always at my mom's or Jay's mom. So we're a little bit excited because we're going to be cooking. And and then if my mom feels comfortable, she's going to bring the fixins and stuff like that. So I'm kind of excited to host. We always do Christmas day and Easter. So Thanksgiving just isn't my holiday, but it will be this year. So it'll be fun. We're trying That's to stay positive. But Penn State is um, testing all the kids before they come home, oh, which good. is really nice. It's good. free and it's optional. And so um, Angelina wants to uh, laminate her negative COVID test and use them as placemats for Thanksgiving. I love it. That is her big plan. She called my mom. To her. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Mommy, this is what we're going to do. So that's our plan. Oh, that's good. Good. And homeschooling's going good for Rocco? So far, so good. Yes. We we are offering bribery in the amount of a lot of cash (laughs) for good grades. I I was just going to say, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to us have some homeschooling going on too. So I would say it's going better than I had expected, monumentally better than the district did last spring. And, um, I think Rocco is my biggest homebody. And if any of my three kids had to be home for remote learning full time, uh, we, we lucked out with the one who's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, It's tough. I know. I I think it's tougher for the elementary aged children because to sit still for that long is very difficult. Yeah. Our school is hybrid for the little ones. Mm. They get to go in a couple days a week, but yeah, I feel like every, everyone's coping as best as they can. And I'm proud of people. And I think it's, it's been crazy. Jay's, can you hear him talking now? Yeah, it's all right. I should close that door. He's doing a work call. This is good. This is what's going to get interesting with five people at home. And seeing what's going to happen when mm-hmm. someone's working on one thing, someone else is working on something else. Exactly. Why is the Wi-Fi so slow? Get off the computer <laughs> kind of thing. Stop barking Lulu. Yeah. That's all right. It'll be fun. I've been joking about getting an office, um, downtown Maynard, which is like one town over from us has this brand new building with, it's just, it looks like a ginormous house and, um, they're renting office space. I'm like, I think I just want to go there and film a video so that Lulu and Lucky can't bark, can't open the door. (laughs) Rocco can't walk in. Like, it's crazy to me how much time gets wasted with interruptions at my house, but that's just life. 
But I think it adds like that element to your videos too. It's like, well, here comes a dog. I actually cut it out and I really should have left it in because it was so freaking funny, but I was filming my American girl video, which I just released tonight. I did an unboxing and freaking Rocco walks into the room and I have like all these dolls around me and he's like, Mom, this is so creepy right now. You're filming a video. This is so creepy. I'm like, can you leave? Like, yes, I'm filming a video. I'm sorry. He's like, all right, I'm going to leave your dolls for a while. I'll be back when this is all gone. <laughs> but I cut it out because the video was too long. So Rocco didn't make the cut. Oh, I like when Rocco makes his little appearances. Yeah. He's a character, that one. He sure is. So how's work going for you? Um, It's busy you had a huge sale yeah i had to still going on correct yeah uh it ends tonight at midnight so hopefully oh, yeah. so us, it'll be over <laughs> i would don't I would, bother daniela i don't want anyone else to buy anything <laughs> i already packaged everything it's already good to go I already dropped it off so oh no God, one. good for you yeah so i woke so we'll go back to Friday. I did my once a month, I do like 15% off and free shipping. And I just sent out like massive offers to everyone, right? Just to do the whole closet. And I do 15% off or 10% off. It depends. Um, and then free shipping. And I got like probably five or six sales from that. So that was good. Awesome. But that like triggered something in the algorithm. Right. And then I started getting some full price sales coming in or people sending offers on stuff. And I was like, all right, this is great. So that was good. And then I had this idea on Friday, um, later on in the night. And I was like, you know what? I should just do a sale this weekend because I need to start this whole inventory system that I've been talking about for like weeks. Right. <laughs> and, uh, the only way for me to really do it is if I clear out more stuff so that I'm actually able to hear that it's a motorcycle. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just my house. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Um, well, the windows are open, so, <laughs> oh, nice. um, Anyway, so I need to clear out more things. I sent some stuff to thread up. I sent two bags to thread up on Thursday. And then I sent a box to the real real on Tuesday or so. I still have more stuff. I'm still kind of waiting. I might wait a couple more weeks and send it off too. But anyway, I need to get rid of some things. So I did a twice my cost sale. And I'm going to close uh, my door. Keep talking. You go close your door. So yeah, with, the, with the twice my cost sale, what I decided to do was everything in my closet would be twice my cost. Of course, on my end, I figured in the Poshmark 20% fee that would end up coming out per item. Um, right. So then, you're actually profiting twice. So I'm actually, right. So I'm actually profiting on each piece. So um, I did that, you know, I, I had about 15 sales oh my from Saturday to today. Yep. So I, I cleared out about 55 items, I think in my closet, 55. Phenomenal. Yeah. 55 from the sale. Um, and then I cleared out about another 10, nope, sorry, 11 from the, um, free shipping offers. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then because so many people have been buying things in my closet and this is how you can tell like how algorithms work. Right. I've been getting a ton of offers on stuff today as well. So oh. I probably sold another 10 items that were not included in those other two sales that I had going on. So oh, that was really good. Boring. Yeah. That was really good. So I feel good. Like I still have a pile of stuff I need to photograph that's been sitting there all for the last two weeks. Don't we all, honey? I haven't had time. I just haven't had time. I've been working later at work. We are in this new hiring phase. We had some people that, you know, didn't make it through the first part of our hiring phase. So we're 
hiring additional people and all that. So it's been very busy. Um, so I have like probably about 40 items sitting in the corner of my room that I need to photograph. And I know um, that keeps you up at night. Because I stare at it. <laughs> it's mm. right there. <laughs> and I just, I just see it. Um, if I didn't see it, it wouldn't bother me. Mm. It was in a separate location. Find a closet. Yeah. <laughs> Just shove it under my bed, and I won't have to look at it. Right. Yeah, be good. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, we can segue into the whole inventory management thing. I purchased three like long, the big long totes they have at Home Depot. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? They're like rectangular and they're really long. So I'm gonna sure. use those for. Uh, I think certain categories. I think most of my shoes are probably going to go in there. I'm going to prepackage the shoes in a way in the plastic, like I do it now, so they don't. So even though they're touching, they're not going to like the right material won't rub on other items and whatnot. So I think I'm going to do that. Um, I have a surplus of jeans, so I think jeans will go in another one of those tubs. So I'm trying to figure it out. I I, I did buy other totes. I don't know what I'm going to do with the totes that I'm not going to use anymore. I, I keep them but I don't know what I'm going to use them for I think the totes mm-hmm. I have are too small which is part of my problem oh gotcha gotcha I think that's part of my problem uh and then in terms of like system I'm not going to have numbers and letters because it's not going to work for me right now where I am um I think I'm just going to keep it at categories for keep now categories. but just yeah. have the bigger totes so that all the categories can fit into mm. one tote instead of that's being awesome. in two and a half totes right yeah I think that's what I'm gonna do yeah. That is my, I'm, that is next thing on my list. I feel like there's always a project there's always something always on the list. Project like that. I'm like tackling. And then I have these moments in between where I'm not doing a project and it's just like one haul after another. And then I start going back to the bins and then I build up my inventory yeah. and then I do fun videos like American girl. And I'm like, these, this is like my happy place. And then I think of a project and it's like, okay, reel it in, buckle down, Yeah, you know, consistency and all that stuff has to kick back in. But um, we had gone to Penn State and then Lindsay, my intern was in Maine with her family. And then we didn't connect and I wanted to give her some time um, because I feel like I was like all over her when she first started. And I'm not really sure like just how many hours she wants to give me. And she's actually applying to be a nanny full time, but she's going to still fit in five to 10 hours a week with me, but it's only five to 10 hours. So I, I like need like when she's here I need a plan just to make it most efficient and she has expressed some interest in helping me with my inventory system so I'm like honey if that is exciting to you like let's do this so I finally have leveled off with my inventory where it's no longer growing Mm. but I can't get below a thousand I'm always at like 1200 so my goal would be to be like at 950 or a thousand like I really like that number um, so I have to have a sale. I mean, I've only had two sales yeah. in my whole career. <laughs> so, and it was thriftless February. And then I just did one right before, uh, back to school where I did buy one, get one free, but I think I need to do something a little bit more drastic and I just need to move stuff. So I've been sending out some aggressive offers. Um, I have to buy one more unit and that will fit absolutely everything. Like I think, I think I've been at about 1200 for like seven months. So I think we mentioned, I think I had a conversation with you earlier about this, but Jay was like, that's actually good. That shows me that your business is leveling off and you can make some more definitive um, planning 
with your right. storage system, you know, cause before it's like, well, am I going to stop at 500 and then I blew past 500 and then I was like, well, maybe 700, maybe a thousand. And I wanted to stop at a thousand. Then I ended up at 1250 and this is kind of where I've been hovering. So I want to do a sale that gets me below a thousand. So whatever that looks like, I'm not sure yet, but um, that's going to be coming pretty soon because I don't know when Lindsay's going to start her nannying position. And I want to have that inventory system ready to go. And my inventory system for anybody who's curious is just going to be uh, bin letters in clear bins. And I'm not going to mark things within the bin. It's not going to be like a one through a 20. It's just going to be your bin a for now, because for me, that is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. And I've been doing it with categories, um, you know, sweaters in this bin, shirts yeah. in this bin for since I started. So going over two years and it's it's not ideal, but it's worked for me. So I think just this next step with the letter system is going to be really good. My shoes are kind of all over the place just because I just have a lot of shoes and not a lot of, I have some sort of a system. Like I have ankle boots in one section. I have flats in one section. Um, so yeah, so that that's, going to be this week. We're going to start it. So I think I'm going to buy the last set of shelving and then we're just going to start project like moving things. And then we're going to take individual bins and just bin by bin, go in and assign it a letter within my inventory in that private section on Poshmark where you can assign a SKU number and we're going to put that in. And that's that. That's my plan for the week with work and process all the stuff from the bins because I've been to the bins two weeks in a row and that that's always a lot of um, inventory. How was today at the bins? Today was not as great. Wait, before you start, let's tell everyone that you have a sprained ankle. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, I do. I'm so pissed too. And you know how I got this damn sprained ankle? There's a thrift store, a church thrift shop. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple pounds over. And I was excited to go. And it was just like 11 in the morning. I'm like, Jay, will you take me? He's like, I don't want to go. But he'll, Jay's like, He's a wanderer. So he'll like go grab coffee and he'll walk for like 40 minutes while yeah. I shop. I'm like only 30 minutes. I'm going to the bins yeah. tomorrow. Just I'm drive just me there. <laughs> just bring me there. So we get there and they're only open the second and fourth Saturday of the month. Okay. Or first and third, whatever. <laughs> so it was all tight. It was all locked up. And I can't even tell you how a- I was like physically angry that this place was closed. I was so excited to just zone out. So Jay's like, well, just come for a walk with me. I'll show you what I do when you go thrifting. I'm like, I don't want to go for a damn walk. I, I want to walk. <laughs> He's like, well, go get coffee. Calm down. Let's just Whatever. go for All right. It was beautiful out. It was like yeah. in this country town. So, so we walk and then we- Mistake number one. Mistake <laughs> number one. So like he brings me through this little garden, this little like local library stone and really cute and it's fine, but I was still missing the thrift store. And then as we were walking back, I just like hit gravel the wrong way and I went down and this car drives by, he rolls down his window. He's like, I'm a witness. I saw that happen. I'm like, dude, what's your point? I was like, I need you to be a witness. This isn't workers' comp. For what? Like, <laughs> she didn't push me. You know, so I was like, crying on the side of this country road. Oh. It hurt so bad. So, um, but I was determined to go to the bin. So I went home, I took melatonin <laughs> and um, yeah. some Advil for my quickly swole- swelling ankle, my left 
ankle was just getting fatter by the second. I'm like, I'm just going to bed. Well, cause we went to the cousins, yeah. drank a little, Jay made some mulled wine. We hung out with old friends. It was really nice. So by the time I got home, I was like toast. I had fallen. <laughs> I had drank a lot of wine. I took my melatonin cause I was getting up for the first rotation at the bins this morning which starts at 7 a.m. So you get in line at 6.30 a.m. and it's 45 minutes away. Yeah. So it was an early morning. So I took the melatonin. I woke up. I felt great, but I couldn't get back to sleep. I woke up like 3.30 in the morning. I'm running on fumes right now and I just couldn't get back to bed. Um, And then we were at the bins for like five hours. And by the second rotation, Daniela, I just turned to my friend. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to look at my ankle right now because it must, so we looked down and I was wearing like seven, you know, like the cropped leggings and then just like socks. And like (laughs) she took a picture of my ankle side by side and my left ankle is just like fat, fat and just so swollen out to the side and that's it. And then I came home and edited my video and here we are. So I'm going to sleep find good stuff at least. Was it worth it? Not really. Not really. <laughs> it wasn't even a great day at the bin. So second rotation, there was a lot of time in between. So, and this is what is so frustrating about the bins now. I just miss yeah. the old way so much. I know. We need, we need to go together, but maybe we'll go to a different bins. I wonder if Connecticut's open. Connecticut is open and I've heard maybe good we'll go things. To Connecticut. Yeah, I would go. But the problem is if you don't time it out just right. So so we finished our first rotation yeah. is about a B minus. I mean, I did fine yeah. when you're paying a buck 50 per yeah, item. It is what it is. Can't complain. Um, and I always find decent stuff. I'm always surprised by what I make from the stuff at the bins. Cause it's not like necessarily the labels you want to find. And then I'm pleasantly surprised when they sell. But um, so we went and we grabbed coffee. I got gas and Instead of going to Dunkin's, I'm like, is there a Starbucks close by? And my friend was like, yeah, there's one like seven minutes away. I'm like, let's do it. And then it happened to be across the street from a Savers. Oh, the one in uh, Nashua, right? Yeah, it must have been. Well, we were in, yeah, whatever's, or is there one in Salem? Oh, I don't know. I think it might go back like you were going to, no one knows what we're talking about right now. But if you were to go, like, let's say I were to go back home, right? So I get, I leave the bins, I'm I'm exiting the bins. And at that light, I take a left. Did you go on that little highway right there? I think I went on 3A instead of like heading back towards Boston. So, right. Because you veered off to the right. I think it was Nashua. But anyway, um, it was closed. (laughs) It was closed. And, but we were killing time. We get back. And the line to get the tickets mm-hmm. is freaking massive. And so only the first 45 or 44 people get tickets. And we were 47 and 48. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even get a ticket to get into the second round. Like, and it doesn't matter the order anymore. And then we had to wait another hour until people started coming out to get in. So I was on my feet the whole time there. So yeah, the second rotation was a great. I, mean, I, got, I, got, I got a Patagonia, um, which was good. Um, I, got, I mean, you know. It, it was fine. It wasn't as good as last week. And I'm really upset that because if we had been back five minutes earlier, we would have gotten in that second, right, rotation. second rotation. And it would have been a totally different experience because right. you get first so shot. At. Have you been during the week too? So is there a difference, do you think, with during the week and then going on the Sunday? Do you think there's a difference? Is there not? Uh, my, my friend was saying, should we try to go on a Saturday? And um, I imagine it's a little different. I don't, I, I really don't know. I haven't been during the week. I, it was early September the last time I went and they were much more strict than they are now. They're strict about getting in, but then once you're in there, there's no social distancing whatsoever. Like it used to be one person to a bin. 
that rule is gone. There's far less staff on the floor when you're actually shopping because before they would do the rotations. So there would be staff out all the time, bringing the bins out, yelling at people like, you know, and they're just not there. They're not present. And then you're in there for two and a half hours now. So they've expanded that. It used to be 90 minutes. Now it's two and a half hours, but they don't swap the bins. I don't like that. It's totally a different experience. It's totally different. I don't like it. I don't know if I want to go now. (laughs) I mean, it's like anything. Like you just, I know you you just find thing. I always find good vintage here. And um, sometimes it's surprising. Sometimes you can find good stuff there. Sometimes you don't find anything. Is our friend Muhammad still working there? I have not seen Muhammad at all. And I miss him. He's so sweet. I think what's funny about the bins is like, we've always said this: you take risks, you buy things that you wouldn't normally buy. And I'm always surprised. Like I had my haul last week and I picked up a golden girls t-shirt. I had three people call me about this golden girls t-shirt. Yeah. Like the first, the, like the second person, I don't think responded the first person, it was too small. And then the third person bought it. And I literally was just like, I don't know, it's a cute Golden Girls t-shirt. I'll grab it. And then like a soft and sexy American Eagle shirt that I would never have picked up at right. Savers because right. it would have been $5.99. It would have been like 5 to $8. So. Yeah. And it sold like $17 shipped to somebody. And then That's I had awesome. a vintage Abercrombie sweater that sold. So like, it's, it's funny, the stuff that I, it's the stuff that I don't think is going to sell. And maybe it's because I'm letting it go. So like, it's inexpensive for people to just be like, oh, I'll take that t-shirt for 15 bucks, you know, but then you recoup your cost so quickly. It's nice. It is. It's the perks of going to the bins, right? So like when you're primarily a thrift store shopper or buy, sell, trade or whatever, you have to be very cautious about when you run sales and when you're sending out offers, what you're sending, because your buy cost is much higher. Then you got to factor in fees. And then if you're selling on your own, you got to factor in the shipping. Like it, it's just, it's different. When you're oh. getting things at the bins, you can be a little more flexible. Yeah. Well, I guess you could do that with the Salvation Army 99 cent tag. You could do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you, you, people can do it outside of the bins. It's just, yeah. you know, you're people who are shopping at yard sales, rummage sales, 99 cent days, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's always like, I'm always really excited when I'm in it. And then I'm always like, okay, I need a break from the bins. Like, cause I've now I've been two weekends in a row and I've, I've loved it, but now I have to just get caught up. And I think that because now I'm sourcing for thread up as well, though, that's a little bit of a weight lifted because some of the stuff that I'm taking home with me, I know I'm not processing. So that's just going in the box and, and going. So yeah, that that's been, and I'm much more selective than I used to be. So that's good too since we're talking about being selective, you can't take really take a break when you're at the bins now. And you mentioned this in your last video on YouTube too, where like you have to basically know the stuff that you're putting in. You got to time yourself, you know, give yourself enough time to kind of sort everything and then get yes. yourself in line and all of that. So it's a very different experience than before, you know, all this was going on. We would like lounge and we would sit and we would chat and we would look at different things. And, you know, like you, you could take your time. You could do so much in, in your in-between, it, like in-between yeah. rotations. In fact, there was somebody there with a chair and my friend was like, oh my gosh, somebody has a chair? They were waiting in the line. I'm like, people used to always bring chairs oh, like always. because you'd have so much time in between. I said, people would leave for lunch and leave their carts with yeah. people. And yeah. it, it was just it was just like a totally different experience. You would run comps. You could really have like a nice tidy cart because you could go through it. Um, And then if it was like a lousy rotation, you just waited for the next one. And 
Yeah. You could be all day. Like the part that I find the most discouraging by far is the wait time outside. Cause I just feel like it's such a waste of time. It's 30 minutes. You line up, then you get your ticket. So you so say, then you have to wait until they open. So you, you get there at six 30, maybe even sooner to get in line. Well, I mean, say, got- you're talking like, I have to leave my house at four. I have to leave at 4 a.m. It's a huge commitment. And the bins are draining anyways. And so then you have all this time where you're just waiting. It's like a waste of time. Yeah. And, you know, like we finished at 9 a.m. Our first round because we were there at 7. So we were done by 9. But then we had to be back at 10 to get in for the 1030. And we got back at 10 and we missed the tickets. Yeah. Then we had to wait till they opened at 1030. Everybody went in and then it was another hour until five people came out. And then the five of us who were waiting in line were able to go in. So now we're talking like two and a half hours. At one point, my friend Kim looked at me and she's like, how far are the bins in Maine? I'm like, you know, if you had asked me that an hour ago before we came back and we could have gone, right. We could have been there by now shopping. Yeah. But then they might have the same thing. So it's very different. It's, it's less aggressive because, um, there's only 45 people in there. But so for the first rotation, I could not, I got number one, like they randomly hand out the tickets and I was at the, towards the back of the line and they hand them upside down. I flipped it over and the ones have like stars around it. Like when you get number one, I'm like, oh my God, I'm number one. So right for the shoe bin, but it's like a snake. So you go down one aisle, you follow the arrows, you turn around up an aisle, you turn around down an aisle. So I'm following. And then like probably tickets 12 through 20 come in. And they just cut straight across and go right in front of me and go, and and nobody said anything. And I'm like, why am I following the rules? I was number one. And now I'm all of a sudden like number 20. And it was like, and all of a sudden, like, just didn't even matter. Cause I had my choice of bins, but I was walking in the order I was supposed to be walking in. And then everybody else just cut me off. And I was like, this would have been so pissed. You would have been so mad. (laughs) Everyone get back right now. Yes. My friend yelled at a few people. I had to leave the room because she, because I get anxious when people yell. I wouldn't, I did yell at someone at the thrift store today though. You did. She was, so she was a reseller and um, I don't know who she is and I don't know if she follows us or anything, but she was, <laughs> um, she was blatantly like on top of me, following me around, watching everything that I picked up and whatever I put back. And I turned around, I was like, can you back off? Like socially distance, please. And she just looked at me and I was like, back off. Like, yeah. Whatever I get rid of, I will gladly hand to you if you want right. it. Like, calm down. There was a guy at the bins today who was waiting for everything we put back. But I was like, I was, he wasn't, he wasn't that close. He, and the bins is different. But yeah, yeah, he was literally just like, we were putting it down. He was picking it up. And I was That's like, so oh, glad funny. this is working for you. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Sourcing's different. Whatever. It is what it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, the deals are still great. Last week was better than this week. Um, If I had gotten in there earlier, I'm sure I would have found better things than I, than I ended up getting, but. But that's the risk you take when you go to the bins too. I mean, it's a risk you take when you go to any thrift store. It's every thrift store. You never know. No idea. You walk in, it could be amazing or it could be absolutely awful. Right. Um, so Lori and I are both a part of Sarah Styles LLC has a YouTube group chat thing on Instagram. And
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like so disconnected from it because um, my phone stopped working last week. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So my speakers don't work on my phone anymore and I'm waiting for the 12 oh, Pro to come in, um, which isn't going to be until December. So I haven't been that active in the group because I haven't been able to film many videos. <laughs> I mean, oh. I could use my computer, I guess, but here's like my dilemma with it is it's an older Mac and the video quality isn't great, but I guess I could still do it. Um, I don't know. Um, you're talking about for our, so the, the group that Danielle is talking about, it's a small group yeah, for, very small um, group. for YouTubers. Yeah. Yeah. So we're basically talking about YouTube content and strategies and such. Yeah. So we're just, it's just like a, you just motivate each other, right? It's like a good way to motivate each other and ask questions and whatnot. So um, we, Everyone else in the group is very active and I like to read it, what everyone's doing. But right now I can't really do YouTube unless I decide to film on my computer. I mean, I guess it's not that big of a deal. I could film on my computer. It's just the quality is not going to be great. Oh, I see. You're talking about just filming, straight up filming. I thought you were talking about you're having a hard time interacting in the group. Well, I mean, I am because I'm not really doing anything right now. Do you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. I thought you meant because your phone's not working, you were somehow having trouble like reading the comments and no, stuff. No, no. My speakers just don't work. I can't talk on my phone or anything. Like I have to oh, put my AirPods gotcha. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. No, but people have people have been making great suggestions and stuff. And it's my I, I think what it, I think what I realize as I read everybody's stuff is I I don't overthink much. For better or for worse. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what I mean, you, just, you just do, which I think is a great quality of yours. Like you just do it. Like you don't really spend too much time analyzing, you know, the what ifs. Um, you do it and then whatever happens, happens. And then you reflect on whatever it is the result is. Yeah, right? I guess you're right. I guess you're right about that. Yeah, because people were talking about should they do lives or, or do lives, do, do lives hurt your channel, help your channel? How often are you uploading? How, how long are your videos? Like all those sorts of questions. And I, I just, I don't know. I I give it thought. I I definitely, we were talking before we hopped on about like how different videos perform well, and you kind of know what your niche is, but um, I commend everybody because they're working really hard and they are, um, they're, they're putting a lot of thought into the growth and in how to make it happen. Yeah. I see. It's funny because there's this back and forth about lives. And I think this is a conversation that always exists. You know, are lives good? Are they not good? Do they help algorithms hurt it? For me personally, my lives do the best out of all my videos. And I think it's because of the engagement factor of people coming on and they, and they know that there's going to be a conversation of some sort, and maybe there's other people that are going to be on with me. And, um, and it's someone that people really, you know, admire, or they're very interested in what they have to say. So for me, I feel like the lives bring more people to my channel. And then Mm -hmm. in turn, they're watching the other videos. So I don't know, but I also don't do them frequently. Like I was doing them once a week, and then I, I do them when I can. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Right. 
And for me, like the last live I did, I was so passionate about because it was the one with um, NCI Resale. Yeah. It was with yeah. Nick. With Nick. Yeah. It was on sustainable fashion and it was on the, the fast fashion industry. And I was so excited to talk to Nick and that video didn't do very well. It was one of those videos that it didn't reach a lot of people because I don't know if people are searching that, like they're searching right. thrift hall, huge Goodwill thrift hall, you know? Right. But the people who did watch it, like the feedback was great. Like they loved Nick. They learned some, people learned something I think maybe they went on and they watched the documentary the true cost that we discussed and I felt good about that video and I think that is kind of what guides me because I knew that that video was not going to perform as well as you know I bought 50 pounds at the Goodwill outlet and and I love do I love doing my hauls at the outlet I'm very passionate about them so I'm not knocking my hauls at all I will always do them but I was really excited to do something different and I knew it wasn't going to be as well received. Right. But I did it anyways. Like I feel sad for creators and, and I've seen, you know, a couple in particular that I'm thinking of who, who did a couple things and they were very excited about it. And then they said, well, this isn't working in the algorithm, so I'm not going to do it anymore. And that just makes me sad for them because they were doing something that they liked and now they're not. But I mean, I also understand, you know, Right. I think it depends on like, how is YouTube in terms of like your revenue? Is that your biggest source of revenue? Right. Exactly. And and it is a bigger channel than mine. So maybe it is a bigger impact on them, you know, to not do something, but you don't really know until you try either. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's always great to try different things. I think it's good to be unique and try to tap into different audiences. Like I am all for, I'm all for that. I don't, I personally don't think it's necessary to stay in one specific niche. I think there's a way to always incorporate different things in there um, to grow your audience. But I understand how it can impact bigger channels and they rely on that source of income, kind of like how full-time resellers rely on their source of income. So I can see how it it makes a big difference. And Mm -hmm. you have to pivot and kind of go back to what you were doing. Even if it's not the most favorite thing that you always do, you'll somehow find a way to weave in the stuff that you really like. And you just know that, okay, for that month, I'm going to have that one video that might not do as well, might not provide as much. Right. And I think for me, the way that I'm hoping to maybe get around that, because like tonight's video is already like tanking as far as like numbers go. And um, I think what I'm going to do is just maybe add an extra video in the week. Yeah. I mean, it could be something of my typical content, but like I need to do a what sold video. And those are the ones that are the hardest for me because they require the most uh, data and um, reflection and writing down before I go, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a fan of winging it. So that's a video you can't wing and it takes time, but it's also, it also generates a lot of interest too. So. Yeah. Because people like to see what's selling for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're helpful. People like to see what it is that Mm -hmm. other people are buying. So yeah, it's, and everything is different for every channel. So what works for Lori might not work for someone else. And but YouTube is a constant growing and evolving thing. Yeah. I like our group. I think it's been fun. Yeah, it is. It's I encourage fun. people if you, yeah, if, if you, it's almost like having a pacing partner with anything. If you're trying to work up to running a mile and you, yeah. you talk to somebody every day and you kind of encourage each other. So it's been a nice group. Yes. It's very nice. Um, let's talk about thread up and the real real. So are you still sending some stuff to thread up until they decide to change everything? 
I'm trying to get it all out yeah. ASAP because my understanding is that if they receive it before the Paul, if it gets, if it arrives at their warehouse before this 30 days is up and before they switch to only being able to do 50% as opposed to the 80% of retail, that it's your, your items will basically get grandfathered in. Now I haven't heard that from thread up. I've just heard it through the rumor mill. So I'm really trying to get out as much as I possibly can. So that's not a confirmed thing. I mean, I haven't, I mean, I haven't read it anywhere. Have Neither you? have I. So I don't know. I haven't really been following it too much. I feel like there's so much thread up controversy in the community and I tend to block it out because I just, it, it's, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot. It's just a lot. And it's also <laughs> just a sign of the times. I mean, everybody is home and we are resellers who talk about thread up and there is a course about thread up and mm-hmm. it is, it is the also the momentum of the way our buying is headed, yeah. like the direction our buying is headed in as a society. So it's just one of those platforms that is overexposed right now and everybody's taking advantage and they're backed up and it is what it is. I mean, right. they had to make a business decision. This is ultimately what it is. They had to make a business decision and, um, it's to change their mottos. It's to change their way they process. It's to change their payout structure. They're it's just like have- a real estate agent and you what? want to list your house for 500,000 and they want to list it for 400,000 because it's going to move faster. Right. And, and it's just like that. I mean, we all overvalue our own stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't, you know, I have only sent a few things into thread up and most stuff I sent is donations or sale inventory. So I don't really care. Like I adjust some prices, but for the most part, I leave it the same. Um, and I know that the majority of sellers that are sending in their things are marking up the items that are going there because thread up allows for that. They're allowing for, was it 80, is it the 80%? Is that 80% of retail? So whatever they, whatever they cite the retail for, you can adjust the price to be 80% of the retail. And the rumor is that after, when they make the changes, you're only going to be able to adjust it to 50%. So if it's a hundred dollar item, you know, if that's the retail right now, we can adjust it to $80. And in 30 days, you're only going to be able to adjust it to $50, but then it also impacts the payout because it's a tiered payout system, right? So the, the higher the priced item, the higher your percentage payout is, but they're not adjusting that, but they're making you price it at 50%. It's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It would never, I mean, I, I guess I'm lucky that it's not my main source. I, I do feel for people like this is their everything. Yeah. Did you, um, not to get off track, but did you see what Mira's doing now? Talking about people that solely source on Thread Up with her being now like a buyer essentially for different places. Oh, right. What'd she say? I caught it. Uh, I don't know. storage unit going on and she has like different bags that belong to different yeah. thrift stores. I think I love that's that. great. And you know what? And the great thing about Mira, and if you guys don't know who Mira is, she's the modern beat on Instagram. She's been on the podcast too. She's got a YouTube channel going. Like she's great. Um, she's realized that she's better off as a buyer. And I think you may start seeing some of that with people that solely source her thread up. They might realize they're better as buyers and go some different avenues and start buying specifically for different stores and working out deals with them or resellers or something, because maybe the pay is more doing that than thread up. Yes. 
I mean, she's, she has been a buyer basically because right. she doesn't, she didn't sell anything on her own anymore. Yeah. It's um, fascinating. It is. It is. I think it's super exciting for her and the bags that Danielle is talking about. She rented a storage unit that's close to um, the bins. And I think it's like a five foot by eight foot unit. It's just yeah. little. Yeah, it's a tiny and she bin. keeps all of her stuff in there. She used to, she used to clean everything in her car um, outside of the bins. And I think she just needed to be able to unplug a little bit from the bins and just be her. on her own. Yeah. I don't blame it at all. Cause this is her full-time thing. She's there mm-hmm. all the time. So now she goes to the, to her storage unit and um, she has like these tapestry, like Mary Poppins looking bags yeah, that she cute. uses specifically for her vintage store. So when she gets the clothing, she puts them in those bags. And then she has like luggage for <laughs> like spread up. So she has like a whole visual system, but it's yeah. really cool what she does and where she brings it to. I think it's great. And it's organized because Very everything organized. in their, you know, designated bag. Anyway, are you sending things to the real real? So when Mira was here, cause she visited uh, a couple weeks ago and we were going through stuff and she was in, she really was of the opinion to just send everything to thread up because you can adjust the price. But I do, I think I'm going to remove from the pile. Um, I have like a couple of vintage Christian Dior suits because they thread up says they don't take vintage, but then if you send them certain vintage, they'll take they it if it's it. designer vintage, but I don't know that I want to wait when I feel like the real, real is just so fast. And, um, you have a concierge, like the customer service is great. They call you back. Like you have a representative, you just feel like they, you know, it's, they take really good care of you. So, and I just want to diversify a little bit. I don't want to send everything to thread up just given the current circumstances. So, I mean, I probably have about like, I have black label, Ralph Lauren. I have, um, I have uh, pieces that I've just been collecting to send. And then as we were talking about inventory, I definitely have pieces in my inventory that I would pull, which I don't typically do because I kind of feel like once it's listed, it's listed, just leave it alone. But now that, you know, when I do this last wave to just really get my inventory and I'm literally going to be touching every single piece of my inventory and really saying like, does this deserve to stay on Poshmark? It's been 700 days. (laughs) Maybe we need a plan B, you know? So I think I will, um, those things, well, I think I have a, a good amount of things that I'm going to send to the real, real, maybe 20 pieces. Yeah. Nothing yeah crazy. I think that's the the great thing about the real, real. And I just sent them a box too, um, because of where we live, Lori, they get it in like a day, which is nice. It's like the most two days it takes them to get, because it goes to Pennsylvania. So it doesn't go far. And then they process it within like a week. And then you'll have the prices and the items up by the second week. Everything is basically up once in a while. You'll have some that they take a little bit longer, but for the most part, it's like a two to three week turnaround time, which is really great. And then the stuff starts to move and yeah, things get marked down, all that kind of stuff. But the way that I look at it is depending on what it is that you're sending to them, once you reach the different tiers, like Jack was talking about last week, you can reach right. 50% tier, the 60 and the 70% tier. Um, it makes it worth it. So the Max Mara coat, for example, that I bought with when I was with Lori was $6.99 um, the real real has it priced at 485 and I get 60% of that. That's so good. Right. So if I were so to sell good. it, I would never get that if I sold that on my own. And I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't get that on thread up either because the market is very different from Max Mara. The market's on the real real. You should it. know. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. know, wouldn't I? <laughs> you would. The Max Mara queen. No, I think that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, 
I sold my Burberry coat that I bought at the, I, and I saw it. Uh, that was interesting because it was my best flip to date and it sold for $425. I paid 35 for it and I had it clean for seven. Um, so I was in it for like $42, but what had happened with that is the woman who bought it was somebody who, um, I had done a consultation with a closet consultation. Okay. So I had all, I had her email cause you know, we had corresponded offline and she bought a vintage Burberry tie and liked the coat. And I said to her, and then I sent an offer out for five twenty five with free shipping. I had it priced at 600. And she wrote back, I'm so tempted by this. I bought the tie. Like, I love this coat so much. And then I was like, um, Poshmark, block your ears if you're listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, um, but honestly, like I had an existing relationship with her. So I just messaged her and I said, you know, you're a client of mine. And mm-hmm. I, I, you can buy it on Poshmark and we can pay $100 in fees or, or we can do a private sale. Since, I mean, I wouldn't, I honestly would never do that to just somebody on Poshmark. But you've actually worked with her and you have a relationship. I've worked with her before. I had a, I had a relationship with her and um, yeah. So she, she thought about it. And so it was a hundred dollars less and she's like, yeah, I'll do it. So it ended up being a direct sale, which was really nice. That's fantastic. That's yeah. so good. It was good. It was in, it was, it was a really cute coat. So that was, I was excited about that. Cause that was, that was the best flip I've ever had. I mean, which is weird. Cause I think P- I hear people have big sales all the time, but I really don't, I have a lot of hundred dollar sales, but I don't have like that kind of a sale. Yeah. Those aren't common for me either, but the exception of two pieces that I've sold, like, you know, the most, I think I, my usual sales, if I have a big sale, it's like a hundred, hundred and fifty. Yeah. Same. Same. You know, most of the sales are around that like thirty to fifty dollar mark is where most of the sales fall. So that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and I don't know if it would have sold on Poshmark or for how long it would have sat. And I guess that's what led me to that to to sharing that is because yeah. I I don't know because I think things get a lot of likes on Poshmark, but over that five hundred dollar mark, I mean, I personally have never sold anything over five hundred dollars on Poshmark. So there have I. I know some people that have, but um from experience or from listening from their experiences, those items sit for a very long time. And they're usually listed on other platforms as well, where they may move faster. So take yeah. a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> it's all random, you know, and timing is everything. It is. It is random. And going off all the inventory stuff. Um, remember when I was using the next door app in March? Yes. So two women reached back out to me that donated goods to me back in March and April. And they contacted me in the same exact day within an hour of each other, which was so random. Um, And I never checked that app. I, but I got the email notification. So I was like, Oh, what's this? And I looked at it and they both offered to give me bags of donations, which thankfully I had four thread up bags just waiting. Um, And I filled them all up. I only kept three items out of everything to sell myself, but all going to thread up. That is just so awesome. That's the way to do thread up. Yeah. So lost to me, there is no cost. Exactly. That's just all free money. Yep. So I have a question for you. Do you, uh, with that bag, did you pay for expedited shipping? Did you pay for return? No, no, you just sent it. I just sent it. I just sent it because to me it was free. And then if they don't end up taking any of it, which they're going to, but if they didn't take any of it, it's not a loss to me because it would have just gone to Savers or Salvation Army. Um, Yeah. So I had one box that um, I I did nothing on. 
So it will get processed in like March and I'm not, I don't want anything back from it. So like I was specific when I was doing my boxes, like this was kind of the junk box, like they're probably not going to take a lot of this, but I don't want it back. They can donate it. And that's how most of my thrown up boxes are. There's only two that are not like that. Um, but the rest of them, I have probably 25 (laughs) bags or boxes that are there. And uh, only two, I have the, um, I, I paid. 25 bags there right now. Just waiting. Mm. Oh my gosh. They've only processed five. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. And yeah. March or April. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I just got like a little check from my consignment store for $45. And like, I always have like little things like that. But thread up, I'm just I'm just not in it enough to know if this is going to be viable for me. I don't enjoy it. I'm going to say it. I don't I don't like it. For me to send my stale stuff to, or that I got the bins, or for me to send these donations to that I've been getting, which I'm very thankful for because it's extra money that I would have never had. Um, mm-hmm. I it, I like it for that reason, but for me to implement it as an actual part of my business, it's not for me. I don't I don't like it. I like to be able to house my item, except if it's a luxury thing that I know I can't sell myself, then I have the real rail for that. And that's just the way it works for me. I just like yeah. to do it myself. My friend who I was shopping with today at the bins, she's always been like so helpful to me. And I just finally said to her, she she has zero time. She works two jobs. She's full time. Um, And I I just said, you actually have a really good eye. She's kind of competitive. Like we get to the bins and she rolls her sleeves up. She's totally into it. She's got eyes everywhere and um, she's just good. So I said, why don't you just send stuff to thread up? Like just get a label. It's no work. Even, even if you're paying a dollar 50 per item and you make $3 per item, that's a dollar 50 you didn't have. And if you're sending them 30, 40 pounds, you know, that could really add up for you on a monthly basis. And it's all passive income and it's just putting stuff in a bag. Mm -hmm. And I said, and if you do have a couple good things for Poshmark, between Poshmark and then like using the photo app, you don't need a lighting kit, the photo room app, you don't need anything. Like, I'm like, have five items in your closet and just share the heck out of it. Like, why not? A hundred times a day. You know what I mean? Like it's five items. You have nothing to lose. So she actually messaged me tonight. She's like, what's your Poshmark code? I'm signing up. I was like, so proud of her. Yeah. So I'm happy. And I do think ThreadUp is a great resource for people who maybe this is their first step into reselling. Right. Right. Um, Or maybe they just don't have time or desire to ship to Right. Yeah, house inventory. Yeah, there, I do think that with reselling, there's really something for everybody if you yeah, want to do it. There is. And then we all kind of figure out what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And for me, ThreadUp doesn't work in that way. The real real does, but ThreadUp doesn't. But it's two very different platforms. So you can't, yeah, really, compare them. Huh? You can't really compare them. They're very different platforms. They're consistent, they but they're very different. Yeah. I love that at the real, real, you can just send them pictures and they're like, yes, we love it. Or yeah. no, don't bother. Yeah, like bring it to us. save me time. I love it. Yeah. And if you ask them about certain brands um, or certain flaws, I've done that too. I've sent them um, a message and be like, Hey, I have this item. I'm not sure if you'd even accept it. It has a few flaws. I took pictures of it. Let me know. And sometimes I say, yeah, it's fine. We'll absolutely, you know, um, take this. I do know that with 
the first Max Meyer coat that I sent to them that they dry cleaned it and that they like they pressed it and everything. Really? Yeah, I asked because there was some um, some staining on the interior and they said, oh, no, no, we took care of that all. You don't have to worry about it. So I think it depends on the price point of the item. They probably do go the extra mile with certain items that yeah. warrant. And I'm sure that goes into that comes oh, out of your cut, of but still you didn't have to do it. I'd have to do it. Right. So you That's can ask some different questions like that, which so I- if you like the bougie lifestyle, then I would recommend the real, real for the bougie girl. <laughs> if you like to be a luxe girl like me, <laughs> then, I mean, if you, if you can acquire that type of inventory, right. This isn't like stuff that I own myself. <laughs> this is stuff that I'm finding <laughs> yes. to specifically send there. Uh, Lori, are you planning for 2021? Not yet. I gotta be honest. Um, I would like my inventory taken care of. So that would be really exciting and haven't even thought about 2021 yet. I need to I don't to, though. want to think about it mm. <laughs> because I think there's just so much uncertainty, uncertainty where um, other years, previous years, you kind of know like, okay, it's time to start planning. These are the goals that I have, the things I didn't hit this year that I'd like to hit next year. Um, I think there's just so much of the unknown going into 2021 that it's hard to really plan. What yes, I, I see what you're saying. And I think that like maybe where you have like a job that you go to, um, mm-hmm. like Jay has that same uncertainty, like, will I be back in the office and stuff? I don't feel like my life as a reseller's changed. What changes for me is the fact that like my kids are going to be home. I'm going to have to cook more. I'm going to have to like do all the mom things that like, I feel like we're a little bit on autopilot. I've never had a household with just three people and Rocco's like the most low maintenance kid going. And so I've had a ton of time recently. And I think what's going to change for me is having the family home. Yeah. November and trying to get accomplished what I'm getting accomplished right now with everybody back in the house and the holidays and five different food thing. Like it's like, I just know the chaos is coming so for me, and this sounds like a, like a corny little plug, but honestly, my passion planner, the roadmap, yeah. that's what really guides me because for those of you who don't know at the, at the front of your passion planner, there is a passion, uh, like a planning roadmap or whatever. And it's what I love about it. And you can do it. You could, they actually have free downloads. So you can go to passionplanner.com and just download this. Even if you don't have a planner, it's free. And it has like, what's your plan? Where do you see yourself three months? Uh, six months, a year and three years. It like plans out. So I always really focus on that three month one. Like for me right now, there were two goals that I hit. One was like 10,000 subscribers on YouTube and then 5,000 on Instagram. Like you set those little goals, you know, and, um, or big goals and I, you know, whatever, wherever the timeline was, I mean, I wrote in my passion planner, like give your notice at American girl and start reselling. And like, it's so cool to go back because that for me is like a way to see. So even if you have a planner and you're writing things down and you're like, Oh, do this or exercise. And then I feel like it's the, this cool thing that I can reflect on. And I don't have any other thing like that in my life where I can look at it and see. So the one thing that I really suck at is exercising and it's always at the top of my list. And I always say that it's a priority and I always blow it off. So I was really hardcore with my Peloton and I've totally fallen off the wagon with that. Um, so that's definitely a 2021 goal, but it, it was a, it's been a goal since 1995 <laughs> and I'm still working on it. So, you know, we'll see how 2021 goes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to, like, I have a lot of personal goals, like for me personally that I want to hit, like I want to, um, so this new thing that, that Matt and I are rebudgeting things and whatnot, because our goal is to buy a house in spring of 2021. Spring that's going to so, come, it's going to be here. Well, so that's the thing. It's going to be here really fast. Right. So I need, like, we need to really amp it up, right. <laughs> All the things that we need yeah. to do to really be ready. And, um, one of the things that we decided was my, a portion of my reselling money is now going to go to paying my student loan, which is astronomically high. Um, so we're not touching our paychecks for that anymore because that's what we've been doing this entire time is paycheck money goes towards that student loan because it's my master's. It's, it's really high, right? It's what it is, what it is. So if I can take a chunk of my reselling money to pay for that, mm -hmm. and then we can house some more of our personal full-time money away towards the house correct so reallocating the way the money goes kind of thing so that that's a big thing that I've been working on um the last few weeks and then uh figuring out different ways for me to create more income without really doing too much extra work which I know sounds weird but mm -hmm. um I have a couple of projects that I'm that I'm working on um I have some ideas for YouTube that I want to do I it a goal of mine is to become monetized on YouTube but that's like a long-term goal that's like a five-year goal kind of thing for me um it might happen sooner but that's like it in will my definitely head, happen sooner right but in my head it's a five-year goal like that's not something I need to really concern myself with I can create content I can do all that kind of stuff but one of the things that I'm, I am going to start working on this week and I was talking to Lori about it before is I am going to come out with presets um, for resellers. And I know there's other things that exist out there, but I have this vision in my head to create like a core five to eight, maybe presets that will hit all the needs that resellers have with brightness and contrast and vibrancy and the yellow tint that can, if you don't have a lighting kit that can result um, shadows, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be working with um, different designers and I'm going to try to get that product out there, but that's something that I create once I put it out there and then that's a stream of income that and I- And then it's residual income. Yeah, that like just keeps right. coming. Yeah, just keeps I like coming. that. So that's something that I'm working on. There's other digital products that I'm, uh, I've had on my list of things I want to create um, when it comes to reselling or even just um, anyone who's an entrepreneur really, but it's finding the time with reselling and my full-time job and life to create, mm -hmm. right? Like it's one, it, you can only do one thing at a time and you really right. need to dedicate the time when you create these products because it's going out to the masses, like all different people are going to be buying it. So you need to be sure that it's clear and concise and people can understand it and all levels of people can understand it. So and I'm your benchmark. If I get it, you're good. <laughs> yeah. So Lori's going to be the first person to test out these presets. With yes. Me. Yes. I'm excited. I think that's really exciting. And I think that is something that, I mean, it's out there with a lot of like Instagram stuff, but I don't think specific to reselling. So that's very interesting. And I, I think that people will be interested in it. Yeah. The next step from that would be creating um, Instagram specific filters for resellers that'd be next on my list mm. don't ask me how or when or how like I don't know but, that's but just, there you said it so now you're gonna have to it, figure it, it out that's my intention so I put it out there so yeah that's, that's the only awesome. big like, that's the only project I mean we'll we have projects that we work on but for 2021 I want to launch um presets and then maybe some type of um other digital downloads that I don't really want to talk about yet <laughs> that's exciting that's really yeah. exciting I don't have any goals like that oh 
I don't know. Lori, I think your goal should be Help me. diversifying your YouTube more to create some things that you enjoy. I am diversifying. You and you're going to continue doing it in 2020. Yeah, so I was, I was very much debating on whether or not to start a second YouTube channel and talk about all my interests, like like the passion planner or just planning in general and American girl and lifestyle and the keto diet and Peloton and fun things like that, like just vloggy stuff. Um, And actually I put it out there on one of my videos and overwhelmingly people said, keep it on the same channel overwhelmingly. And a lot of people were like, I like people that do different things. And it was one person. And I would say maybe 15 or 20 comments said, keep it all on one channel. And I really don't, me when I was in the car talking to you about it what so you should have just listened to me and I was talking to you in the car about it and I said you should just all keep it on one channel I know but then I have my thoughts like well I look I look at people on YouTube who I admire who have like really successful channels uh, that have grown and they all have a vlog channel they all have a separate channel so I'm like well I feel like they're a lot further along their journey than I am and they know a lot more about YouTube than I know. So why do they all have second channels? And, you know, so that, that kind of makes me doubt my decision right now, but my channel's small enough that I don't think I I feel like my channel's in the growth phase right now. So I can kind of mold it to what I want it to look like. And so that's why I'm slowly trying to incorporate things. I like it. Did you see um, Posh Boss Blake, our friend Blake put out a makeup tutorial type video today? I didn't, I didn't see that. I saw him do an unboxing and the video did amazing. Of Jeffree Star, because it's Jeffree Star Cosmetics, number one. So very smart pick. Oh, look at that feather Um, on his part. And now he did, he did like a little tutorial, him doing his makeup. And I said to him, I said, you need to do more of this because this is perfect. Like it fits his personality. People will love it. People will love it. Well, sorry, I had to let Lucky. In. I was say, is that Lucky at the door? Because I could hear. Yeah, um, and Blake has wanted to branch out for a while. He yeah. he does not want to just be all, all reseller. Right. I mean, he's he has a lot of different interests and a lot of different skills, and so I think that's super exciting. And I remember seeing his video on the unboxing with the makeup, and I was like, oh my gosh, this video is killing it. Yep. Yeah. So, and you know what else he just did that I love is um, he put his PO box on his Instagram and he's starting like a a pen pal pal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. And then he's going to open up his mail on his channel. Like he's so much fun. I love Blake. Yes. Yes. You should follow him if you don't already guys. (laughs) Yeah. Posh Bob Blake. Definitely follow him. He's a good one to follow. Anyways, I think that's everything. Who knows? I think we need to revisit goals for 2021. I need to regroup. Yeah, let's revisit it in like... like I feel like I have very specific goals for 2020 as far as growth went. But now, I think what's happening right now is... I feel like YouTube is, has having some slow growth and like the social media stuff is growing, which I really put a lot of energy into. And I feel like my Poshmark is kind of flattening. Like not in a bad way, because like my revenue for like direct sales is increasing a little bit. And then like I have ThreadUp and I have eBay and I have like diversified a little bit, but I feel like Poshmark is kind of flat and maybe maybe it's going to stay flat. Um, But yeah, so I I don't know. I feel like I might have to um, put some energy back into that or just put energy into other platforms. Yeah. We'll regroup in a month, one month. 
We'll regroup on. Whatever. Yeah. Why don't we just have a whole episode on goals for 2021? I like that. It's a good idea. That's a good idea. And actually, I think, I don't know if I still have it on my computer or not, but there was a template that I used to use when I worked in the marketing firm that we would use for our goals and I created it. I don't know if I still have it or not. I'll have to mm. look. Where like it broke it down, like what, like uh, personal goals and then business goals and then by quarter, it would break it down. Like what are the things you want to hit each quarter? And some of it was monetarily um, related. Some of it was just, you know, uh, professional development type stuff. Sure. So if I can find it, I will send it your way. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah well, it was good catching up with you. Oh, nice catch up with you too, Lori. And tomorrow's Monday. So start the work week. Yeah. Hit the ground running, girl. Well, And I am so proud of you for having all of your shipping ready to go. I'm so impressed. I'm like dreading the, all the shipping I have to do in well, the listen, morning. If I waited until tomorrow after work, it would have, it would have been a disaster. So I woke up this morning and I just got it done. And I already dropped off the post office because the one that's like 10 minutes away is open 24 hours. The front desk isn't open, but the actual building's open 24 hours. So I just dropped everything off and it's done. That's so incredible. Life My life. intern just told me about but like the post office I go to all the time. She's like, Lori, that is 24 hours. I'm like, no, it's not. She's like, it is. I'm like, you're kidding me. She's like, no, I drop stuff off at midnight all the time. Like, and so this is like a new thing for me. Like I've dropped things off. That's awesome. Incredible. Like, like just what you said, the window's obviously not open. No, but you can go drop packages off. Yes. Mm -hmm. Game changer. Game changer. That's so funny. Ask me, ask me if I went there today. No, no. you didn't, but it's fine. <laughs> but I did set up a post office pickup, which means I have to wake up and hustle in the morning. So that's where I'll be at 8 a.m. Can't wait. All right, babe. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks everyone. Have a great week. Bye.